podcast that helps you return to yourself and to your desires so you can live the exact life you want. This is for you if you're ready to make major changes in your career, in your relationships, or within yourself. While I am a therapist, this is not a substitute for going to therapy. Hello, friends. Welcome to September. We got back to school. We got pumpkin spice lattes. We've got it all. And this month, I'm super excited because the podcast is going to be slightly more themed, if you will, for the month. It's all about how to end your people-pleasing era, okay? No more. We're not going to do that anymore. We're going to, of course, still care about people, but also ensure that you're getting the support you need to live the life that you want. And I feel like this episode is appropriately named How to End Your People-Pleasing Era, Because that's exactly what I want for you. As someone who had way too long of a people-pleasing era, it feels really good to be done with it and be out of it now and be living my life for me. I'm running the business I want to run in the way that I want to. I'm in an amazing partnership and relationship and one that I want to continue to be in. And these are just a couple of examples of how I left behind that, which we're going to dive into all of it. So first things first, like what is your people-pleasing era? What are the characteristics of it? How do you know that you're in it? Okay, your people-pleasing era is when you are saying yes to everyone else and you are putting their needs above your own all the time. And if you were to go on the Google machine and look up definitions of people-pleasing, the common thread that you would see is that there's always an element of pleasing someone at the cost to your own well-being. So the person who's doing the pleasing, who has that response, who's saying yes when they really want to say no to something, that's costing you, dear listener, something. And from my work as a therapist and getting to help clients through ending this people-pleasing era, trust me, there is a very high cost to you. I took the liberty of looking at some of the common things that people-pleasing can be costing you. So this is how you might know that you're in it. Because I could imagine, I was thinking about this as I was prepping for this episode and I was floating back to like, 25-year-old Caitlin. And I was so in it, I don't even think I realized I was in it. So first thing first, if you're sort of just like, is it me? Am I the problem? You know, Taylor Swift's anti-hero is playing in the background somewhere. Here are the most common things that I've seen people pleasing, costing people, costing you. It It's costing you the ability to leave a job you hate because you're afraid of how much it will disappoint your parents, your friends, your partner, whoever. If you actually want to do something more creative rather than practical or it's costing you just the ability to leave the job you hate because you're afraid of XYZ. It doesn't have to be your parents. For me, it was I was afraid of what would happen, you know, I'd put so much time into this and 
what did I really want to do? And I was afraid of answering that question for myself. And it seemed like everyone else was happy enough with what was happening. It's costing you energy because every time you do something to make someone else happy when you don't really want to or when it's not best for you, you end up the only one who gets hurt. Listen, people pleasers are loved and adored by all. Why? Because it benefits the other person from teachers to parents to well-intentioned friends. Listen, all of the people who are receiving being pleased don't know what's going on in your brain. They don't know that you actually wanted to say no instead of yes, and they just think it's great. And so it can be really difficult to move out of our people-pleasing era because it's so loved by everybody in society, right? People-pleasing is costing you time and money because you're wasting your precious life trying to make other people feel comfortable rather than just trying to live life for yourself. It's also costing you the ability to be in friendships that actually make you feel good. Right now you're in friendships out of loyalty or length of time, but if you were really honest with yourself, you know that you are giving way more than you get. It's costing you a lack of connection to yourself. You don't even know what your real purpose is in life and you feel like you live the same Groundhog Day over and over. You get up, go to work, eat, sleep, repeat, do stuff with friends, but you really are not sure what you want. I think back to 25-year-old me and when I started to have the courage to say, ooh, this job, this career doesn't feel aligned. What do I actually want? I started to feel this deeper connection to myself and to my intuition and to my purpose. And when we are so ready to please someone else, we haven't spent much time connecting with ourselves. So this one really resonates. It's also costing you happiness. You don't have the time or energy to spend on hobbies and interests that actually bring you joy. Instead, you are too busy making sure everyone around you is happy and taken care of. This is huge because again, hopefully you can start to see the theme is this is your life. And instead, you're using your time, your energy, your money, your resources on other people and there's nothing wrong with that to a certain extent but let's come back to that big highlighted bold section it's coming at a cost and we're reviewing those costs right now and this cost is your happiness your time your energy when we're doing this all the time we are missing that it's costing you a meaningful fulfilling career instead you're showing up to work knowing that it's misaligned, but you're too tired and too burnt out to be able to do anything about it. The other thing I hear often is like, well, what would everyone say if they knew that my secret dream career was to be an artist or to perform on Broadway or to become a lawyer when you are working in sales or whatever it is? 
there's that fear of judgment. What would people say? Another thing I hear often is like, well, I've already put so much time into this. And it's like, yeah, well, we are in our careers for 40 years. So even 10 years in, that's still only a fourth of the way there. It's costing you your mental health and well-being. You might feel anxious or worried or depressed more often than you'd like to admit. And putting other people first is impacting your own well-being big time. I see this so often and a lot of times people don't even make the connection. We tend to personalize everything. So when we are feeling anxious, we're like, oh no, something's wrong with me. There's an anxious part of me. And that's true, but when we take a look at it, sometimes we're anxious or worried when we can't make everyone happy all the time because obviously that's just impossible. And then we start to get down on ourselves and it really becomes this spiral and it's so important to just notice this. And it might not fit and I know, especially as a mental health therapist and trained professional for many years in the field, that sometimes we just have an anxious part and it simply is that. But when our anxious parts are in connection to or in response of people pleasing, worrying about what other people think, making other people happy, that's when we have to tap into this and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a really high, all of these I think are way too high of a price to pay. And finally, it's costing you money, honey, Yep, if you're spending your precious coins on making sure other people are happy, that means less for you. Additionally, though, all of these things fit together, right? If you are spending your energy and your time doing what everyone else wants, that's less availability that you have to do what you want and more money spent on a movie you didn't want to see or a dinner you didn't want to have. So... These are separate but also interconnected and just inviting you to take a moment to see how did this land as we went through some of the costs that I've noticed in my one-on-one work. Did it make sense for you or do you feel like you're good to go? You know that you have really strong boundaries and no people-pleasing parts, then that's great. You could probably stop listening to this, but if any of this resonated, I would invite you now to do a bit more digging and really get out that notebook or whatever you use to learn and start to think about, do I want to shift this? People pleasing is also actually a way to keep yourself safe and it developed as a trauma response and there's lots of studies on this. At one point or another in time, it's called fawning. So you know trauma responses or responses to a threat or stress response system. It's fight, it's flight, it's freeze. They've now decided that people-pleasing, of course they needed an F word, so they're calling it fawn. But people-pleasing gives us a fawn response in that situation. And it takes a concerted effort to shift away from this automatic response. These stress response, our whole stress response activation system in our brain doesn't like run through the smart part of your brain. This is the lizard part of your brain. It, it literally keeps us alive. 
And so to do the work to override that is not just like, okay, I want to stop pleasing people. It's great to have awareness, but I'm going to talk you through some of the other elements that you need to support yourself in ending that people-pleasing era. First, though, exciting news. You know, I need like a cool sound. (laughs) I'm launching a course and I'm going to teach it live starting in October of 2023. That's right. In just a few weeks, I'm launching a course and you are going to learn how and why your people-pleasing started specific to you so that you can move out of that era and into the one where your voice is strong. I'm going to teach you how to say no, how to communicate your needs, how to listen to your own inner voice, and so much more. If you've always felt guilty saying no, I'm going to teach you how to ditch that guilt and allow you to focus on your needs, and you're going to walk out of the course trusting yourself, your decisions, and with the confidence to pursue your wildest dreams. The course is called Finding Your Voice, Ending Your People-Pleasing Era, and Starting Your Wildest Dreams. It has been a labor of love behind the scenes for so many months, really years when I think about doing this work one-on-one individually, and I am very excited about it. So if you're interested in the course, you can sign up for the waitlist because that means you're going to get the course at the lowest price. So sign up for the waitlist. You can do that by clicking the link in the show notes. I would love to have you in this class. It's going to be a month long in October. And if you have any detailed questions, you can always DM me or you can read through the sales page as well. Okay, so how to move out of this automatic response. What can we do about it? First, you need to bring awareness to it. So start noticing times when you say yes without even thinking about it or committing to something and then wishing you would have said no. This is really, really important because without awareness, it's going to stay on autopilot. So even if you're just like, oh, that was a people-pleasing part of me. Oh, that was a people-pleasing part of me. Then you're going to stay in that space. And we need to have awareness so we can make a different choice eventually and that response stops becoming so automatic. The second thing that you can do about it is you need to get to know this people-pleasing part of you in depth and your own personal history with it, right? Remember I said it can develop as an automatic response to stress and helps us stay safe in relationships, In the course, Finding Your Voice, we look at this in detail depth because we need to understand and have compassion for where it came from. There can be so many times where we're like, oh, I'm just a people pleaser. That's how I'm always going to be. Or we sort of get down on ourselves for having this. And it's just really about safety and keeping you safe. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you need to know your own personal history. I can't tell you like, oh, it happened because of X, Y, and Z. That's for you to discover. And once you discover that, it makes that change so much easier. I recommend getting support from a space with an experienced professional to help you get to know that part and to help you dig into your own personal history 
And if you're interested, the Finding Your Voice course that I'm launching is also a great place to do this. Number three, you need to say no without guilt or at least buy yourself time by not always responding with a yes. You could say something like, can I think about that and get back to you? Anything at all because that yes is also so automated. So you really want to run as much interference as you can in that automated response. Even if you do end up saying yes later on, that's great, but at least you've given yourself the proper amount of time to think about it and really check in for you. And that goes to being able to say yes without guilt because or no without guilt, whatever, just responding from a really genuine place. If you are someone who's super adept at knowing what other people want and need, which you probably are if you've made it this far and you identify as being in your people-pleasing era, that's an amazing skill. But what is missing from that link is your connection to yourself, right? There's not a part of you that's stopping to ask like, "Uh, but do you think on Friday in two weeks I actually really want to do that? This is where we need to slow things down and help you. Which brings me to number four. You need to have tools and ways to start to connect with yourself. When we're so focused on other people's needs, like I said in the cost section, we can get away from what we need. And so developing intuitive practices, morning practices, morning rituals, and spaces for that is going to be key and that's what really helped me move out of my people-pleasing era was deepening 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 my relationship with myself because that no becomes easier when you know like actually I really don't like doing this thing and it would feel more aligned for me to do this you can also then make that offer let's say a friend suggests that you go bowling and bowling alleys really just aren't your thing but you still want to spend time with that person, then you can suggest an alternative activity. So in the course, I have a whole bonus encore module of intuitive practices and tools and tips and tricks and all of these amazing things, which was so fun to put together. So if you don't know where to start, that can be a great place as well. And number five, you need to stop taking so much responsibility for other people's feelings or even their response to something. You really truly only get one life to live and you can't control how someone responds. It's that saying you can be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world and there's still going to be somebody that doesn't like peaches. It's the same thing here and the more we can sort of depersonalize someone's quote-unquote rejection or response of us from who we are as a person and our worth, that's going to be so helpful. The reason I'm so passionate about this work, if you can't tell, is because I was totally living in my people-pleasing era in my 20s. I was working at a job because of the status of it. I was in a relationship that was very misaligned because I was worried what people would think of me if I left this relationship the relationship ended up crashing and burning anyways but 
I would have saved myself so much time and heartache and really misalignment, like just not enjoying life if I would have left when I know that I needed to leave. And for the other person too, it would have been so much like more beneficial for them. I had a calendar that was jam-packed full of things and half of those things I actually didn't want to do and then I was super burnt out and you can kind of see how all of these things interweave to a life where you just wake up and you're like, wait a second, how did I get here? You got there because you love and care and adore people and you've only been focused on them. And I know there's a lot of nuance to this if you're a mother or a caretaker If you're in some of those roles, it obviously gets more challenging, but it doesn't mean that you can't end your people-pleasing era and move into something that feels more aligned for you. I hope this episode was helpful. I hope these tips about what you can do about it and also just taking a look at what it's costing you give you the insight you need to make the best decision for you to end this people-pleasing era. I'm going to be back every week this month with more content like this. We're going to have some incredible guests. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Return. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends. And if you leave a review, five stars, I would be forever grateful.